When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Elevate your summer with Osea's best-selling body care set. It's everything you need for radiant summer skin on the go. Featuring travel sizes of Osea's clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral skincare, like their best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Right now, you can get the best-seller's body care set, a $78 value, 33% off. And use code SUMMER to save an additional 10%. That's an additional 10% off at oceamalibu.com, code SUMMER. The Exorcist Believer is over, but here on Post Show Recaps Theater, we are just getting started. My name is Grace, but of course, I'm not alone. I'm here with my fellow demon. It's Ariel. Ariel, how are you doing? (laughs) Boo! (laughs) I forgot the word possessed. Is Is that what demon? Is that what Mm -hmm. what demon sound? They go under sheets, right? That's what the demon is, under the white sheet. Yeah, this past weekend uh, was Canadian Thanksgiving. I spent a lot of time at home, and I have a one-year-old uh, niece who are trying to get to say a lot of words. And there's a book that she reads, and it says, ooh, went the wind. So if you ask her, what does the wind say? She says, ooh. And so I think anything that, that she can say that sounds like, ooh, we also get her. So it's like, hey, <laughs> what does an owl say? She's like, ooh. You're like, yeah. Like, what does a ghost say? Ooh. You're like, yeah. She's so smart. She's the smartest. I was going to ask, what sound does an owl make before you ooh. Yeah. Uh, all right. Exorcist Believer, a sequel to. Is there a colon? There is a colon. The oh, Exorcist okay. colon Believer, I believe. Yeah. Is it The Exorcist? I think it's The Exorcist. Um, yeah. We're here. We're going to talk about it. It's a, a, a direct sequel to the 1973 horror film. Uh, if you want to listen to any movie we talk about, uh, make sure you get a sequel to the movie, aka a podcast to listen to. Postrecups.com slash. Uh movies yeah pretty smart huh yeah it's podcast as movies yeah that's right that's right um all right we're talking about the exorcist believer how do you what's your familiarity with the exorcist franchise or because this is like number you know whatever in the history of it but then they're this one this they're doing the same it's by the same folks who did the halloween reboot right and they're like Mm -hmm. forget any sequel this is a direct sequel to the first one that's where we're kicking things off yeah which yeah. I think overall is a fascinating way to, and I mean that like across the board and what you yeah. just said, that kind of example of like, let's take Terminator. I just thought of this. I'd forgotten. Terminator did this, in right. my opinion, to wonderful effect with uh, uh-huh. Dark Fate was the name of the movie where uh, Linda oh, Harrison. Linda Terminator. Oh, Thank you. Linda Terminator <laughs> came back and replaced her role. Uh-huh. And it's so it's not like an objectively good movie, but it's yeah. so fascinating to get like characters that you knew and like it's it's like the way they shot. I always compare it to boyhood in a way like these real right. life people have aged in real right. life. And now right. you're getting like the in-universe explanation for what they've been up to. And for the yeah. most part, that obviously there are a lot of pratfalls involved and possibilities. 
that are negative, but like I'm always curious from a narrative standpoint of like, ooh, that's interesting. This character just like checking in on them. So yeah, here we are with mm-hmm. uh with Ellen Burstyn herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so this is uh, David Gordon Green, collaborated with Danny McBride, um, who you know from like Eastbound and Down, and um, I think he's in The Righteous Gemstones. They This is their thing right now, is to like take a classic horror franchise and sort of reboot it with a sequel in the present day. So I feel like the Halloween movies, I feel like the first one, uh, the first of the new series was mm-hmm. well received two is i think mixed review most people don't like three i feel like we were higher on it than normal but there's this interesting thing where i think what we liked the most about it was how little um oh my god mike myers there wasn't it almost yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um this one so interesting i you know the extra i had not seen the exorcist i watched it before i went to go watch this movie oh, the original the original yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I've never, seen, I've never yeah. seen the whole thing in one sitting. I remember yeah. it was like this movie that like my brother would talk about. Mm-hmm. He was an older brother. So like I took everything he said when I was very little. Everything he said was like very serious. Yeah. And like when it comes to like scary things, I want to like stay in his good graces and like appease him so that right. he doesn't like try to scare me with certain things. Anyway, so The Exorcist was always for him like this thing of like, oh my God, it's too scary. You shouldn't watch it. And then like I've watched like, you know, there are famous scenes from it, obviously. Yeah. And like they're just like phrases and words that you know. Um, but it's pretty scary from my recollection. It's not something that I like, I like returning to because of I think my preconceived notions about how scary it was even before I saw it. But um, yeah, I'm a I'm a believer at least in that movie in the original one. Yeah, I mean the original one is I, like again, I you know, I I don't find it like scary, but I think it's like impressive and certainly for the time I can see where it would have been scary. Also, I believe The Exorcist is part of the reason that like R-rated films became a thing. I think there was a lot of like people going to this movie and then and children and being like, I don't think children should watch this. We probably have a way to make sure that that doesn't happen. Um I believe <laughs> is the thought yeah it's pretty wild the movie like all the like you know and i think the performance is is really interesting i think it's an interesting thing going from halloween and michael myers to to this i think is is interesting we can talk about some of the choices they make in the movie when we get into the spoiler section my takeaway is that there's some interesting ideas in here and i don't know that it's fully executed super well i mean Leslie Odom Jr. is really good, and I, I like him a lot. Um, I like um, the, the, the supporting cast. Um, it's it is fun to see Ellen Burstyn um, back. I'm also there's also um, gosh um, we have uh, Norbert Butts. yeah, which I think was hilarious when I saw him, and and Dowd like. Yeah who can usually do no wrong. And in this case, she's not really doing wrong. It's just, I feel so bad for her for some of the lines that she has to deliver in like such an emotional, honest way. Like you can literally feel her trying to connect with this thing. Yeah. It's bizarre. Like it was, like you said, the, the, the supporting cast is just like, holy crap, this person's in this. My thing here is that the movie is like filled too much, which I think is potentially on the, on the basis that, there's two more of these planned. So it's already planned as a sequel. I believe they already have a release date for the second one, which is the exorcist exorcist deceiver, which is supposed to come out in April of 2025. And so I feel like you can like, I didn't know that going into it. I read it afterwards. And then when I was thinking about that, I can feel that imprint on the, on the movie, if that makes sense of Mm -hmm. it was so much fuller than I really 
felt like it needed to be like the thing about the exorcist is that it's it's so simple it's mm -hmm. this woman whose daughter gets possessed and she doesn't really believe it and more the more that she sees the more she believes to the point where they need to perform an exorcism it's right. two priests in the room as like wild stuff happens like mm -hmm. that's basically it an right old, an old priest and a young priest yeah and that's it and so then i feel like this movie jams so much into what they're like it's so much pushed into one movie that i feel like it really doesn't work. The seeds for the idea were, were there. Um, the execution, not so much, maybe, for me. Yeah, I feel like ultimately I walked out of the movie. And luckily I saw it with my you friend. walked out of the movie? <laughs> I was about to say I walked out of the movie feeling. Mm -hmm. da, da, da. But mm -hmm. before I get to that, I was lucky enough that my friend, I was going to see it alone, obviously, because that's my norm. And I love, yeah. I love like last minute. I've said this before. I love like I like to think about how sometimes... Stuff. The two of us are alone in a movie theater, but um, stop! So, but know, we're not. We're together. We're kind of, oh, no. oh, yeah. Are we a forced dyad? Okay. Oh, anyway. Um, <laughs> awful! I can't believe I just used that. I hate that movie. Um, ultimately, I was talking to my friend, who I'm so glad she was there because I kept turning to her and being like, "What the? F? Yeah." Ultimately, I think this movie uh, had me feeling, as I like to say sometimes not good <laughs> not good but i really was like revisiting it in my head now i feel like i was really high on the beginning of it like i think a little bit to your point about how simple the first exorcist is the original and how like it's a fairly contained and pretty straightforward story this mm -hmm. movie has so much in it and that first hour maybe even hour plus i'm, I'm not, i don't really remember it's pretty compelling. Like I kept thinking, I remember, like, well, when are we going to get to the whatever stuff? But then also I was genuinely interested and affected by these characters and, you know, the, these two girls and what happens that I was like, oh, I'm, I'm actually pleasantly surprised at how much I'm enjoying this. And then mm -hmm. to watch it. So now they're going to do the thing that like the first movie did in a sense, or they're going to have the, the scene, right? That we all know it's going to happen. It's about exorcism. There's going to be like some version of an exorcism. And then I'm like, what are we doing here? There's nothing new about this really. There's nothing. I mean, there's a twist, but there's nothing mm -hmm. like that makes me feel, I kept looking at my watch and being like, wait, there's half an hour left and it's all this. Like this is now, now I'm concerned. Yeah. And I will never forget how hard I laughed when uh, Leslie Odom Jr.'s character, Victor, he says, mm -hmm. I won't spoil about what, but he says, what is that? Because it's like, it felt like the real life person being like, yeah. wait, what's going wait, what? on? And that's certainly how I was feeling. So I think I, I agree with you overall that it's, there's some interesting stuff there. It just falls a little flat and like I said, these, especially Ann Dowd, like some of the monologues they give her, I'm like, Ann Dowd, you deserve so much better. I hope you got a lot of money for this. I'm so used to her playing, I mean, but I'm so used to her playing just evil, like in The Handmaid's Tale or whatever. Right, she's in The Handmaid's Tale, right? I'm, I'm thinking of the right person. Is that right? Um, no, she's not. Yeah, she is. No, she is. Yeah, she yeah, is. Yeah. She's not the other. Uh, she's oh. not. Uh, uh, it's always Ann Dowd and Margo Martindale. Martindale like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, but I didn't. I got, I got it right. Um, yeah, you were right. Okay, so I feel like the rest is for me. Like my complaints of the movie or what I liked are pretty hard without spoiling the movie. So I think we should spill the PSRT. 
Spill it. All right. So we start in Haiti, which is a wild choice. Victor and his wife. <laughs> first <forgot> trip. <laughs> yeah. 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 They're on their honeymoon in, in Haiti. She is pregnant and there's a there's the earthquake, the earthquake that happens in Haiti. And ultimately, his wife's Ren is, is injured and the paramedics tell him he has to choose between saving his wife or his unborn child. We'll then flash to the future where seemingly he has chosen Angela as uh, his daughter and he is raising her by himself. Um, Angela and her friend, Catherine, go into the woods to perform a ritual to contact Seren, Angela's mother. Um, they go missing, and there's a manhunt, and the parents are worried, and they are found. They return, uh, they're found in a barn, seemingly, and they have burn marks on their feet, and they're traumatized. They don't remember what happened. They thought that they were gone for maybe 30 minutes. Turns out they've been gone for three days. Um, both of their you know, sort of ex they start looking like they've been possessed by a demon, um, exhibiting very strange behaviors. And one of the central conflicts in the movie, at least for a bit, is that Victor does not really believe in religion, whereas Catherine's parents are like Baptist and um, and and pretty religious. Mm -hmm. um, uh, their neighbor is um, I think her name is Anne in the movie. <laughs> Can't doubt plays Anne. I love it. She's like, yeah. listen, we'll do this movie. Yeah, but I will. I only want my name involved. I well, want to amplify like... my platform as an actor. See, but that doesn't really. I like the. Yeah, that's true. I was. I like to think that it's like all the other actors who are like, I can't remember her character's name. Can we just call her Anne. They're like, fine, we we'll just call, call her Anne. Anne. Yeah. So I um, hope nobody called her Margot Martindale. That would have been embarrassing. Yeah. So Anne is their nurse neighbor who like looks after, and we see some scenes where she's like taking care of Angela. So glad that she's back. She suspects that they have been possessed by demons and gives Victor a book on exorcism by Chris McNeil from the first movie, the mother of, of the, the girl who was possessed in the first movie. Um, Victor goes to seek Chris's help and she attempts an exorcism on Catherine, but instead she gets stabbed in the eyes with cross across and I, then i yes. just want to go on the record yes saying, i don't like this mm -hmm. i don't want this on my screen or yep. near my person and i really was hoping in the moment that it was like a some kind of like dream sequence or like you know not real no she sends the rest of the movie in a hospital bed so that's the great use of she I, I wasted my she deserves better well, on end out uh, <laughs> yeah definitely deserves <laughs> yeah so victor and then the other parents and Anne start to seek assistance from these different religious figures basically like they're so i think it's like his friend who he works out he does boxing with his friend is like religious Anne is religious and is looking for help from like her religious group um catherine's parents are looking for help from their priests and so they all plan an exorcism um the diocese of the catholic church who like Anne is connected to forbids this guy father maddox he's not allowed to participate they go ahead with the exorcism anyway and the demon basically reveals to victor that um she he chose seren instead of angela something that angela wouldn't know but is revealed through angela by the demon um but she died from injuries and so they instead saved the baby so he had a choice he didn't want to save angela um the demon forces everybody to basically choose between angela and Catherine's lives um victor seemingly thinks that they don't need to do this but tony's father tony's uh is Catherine's father um chooses to sacrifice uh does he try to save cat i always i it was a little bit 
couldn't figure this out. Whether he tries to choose Catherine and therefore Catherine is the one who dies, or does he sacrifice his own? It seems it seems like what happened the the way I read it at least was that it's it's like the devil's twist. And I think there was like an earlier mention in the movie. I can't remember it now. There was like an earlier mention in the movie about either God or the devil like playing tricks like that. Yeah, this is right. So like he chooses chooses, Catherine. He chooses his daughter. Angela like dies basically for a second, but then she comes back to life and it's like, no, actually Catherine's dead. Catherine's now dying. Yeah, there's like an element of like she we lose Angela temporarily, but then haha, the twist is now apparent. It felt very much to me like dumb money. Yeah. Where like the other two are like, hold, hold. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Oh, you sold. Yeah. You have to Yeah. Um, Victor reunite like she's with Angela, she's back to normal. Um, and then in the aftermath, Chris is reunited with her daughter, Regan, who we learned earlier in the movie, has like when Chris started writing books and being on TV to talk about what happened to her daughter, her daughter sort of like didn't want any more contact um with her mom. But in the end of the movie, they reconcile. And that's actually yeah, Linda Belieber. Blair, the original yeah. girl with the neck, is is coming <laughs> the, and I it's funny because first of all, I learned that the movie they actually want to do a trilogy. We'll see if like what happens now. Yeah. Similar to mm-hmm. Halloween. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of expecting when she said, when Chris McNeil, Owen Burson's character says like, oh, I haven't talked to my daughter in forever. I'm like, oh, that's my, that might be like a, a sequel thing. But here yeah. she is at the end of this movie. Good for her for getting the cameo. I doubt she wanted to be involved, but she's like, I'll, I'll show up. Yeah, I don't know if she's like been in stuff or not, but I didn't really look this up. But I, I thought that was a nice surprise twist because we knew that Ellen Burson was going to be in the in the movie to then have um, Regan there was was a fun twist at the end of like and i actually generally thought it was sweet as she like can't see her daughter but she's like reconnected with her yeah yeah there's and there's some metaphor there that the movie is unfortunately not equipped to fully flesh out of like her having to like make a sacrifice in order to like see her daughter again yeah so i think the thing for me is there's a through line in this movie that i think if you like cut everything out it works pretty well which is okay gotta get rid of the haiti stuff i feel like it's pretty distasteful (laughs) Haiti erasure. <laughs> well, you can keep Haiti. I just think uh, having your movie start with like the trauma of an earthquake that like they're not. I mean, I guess maybe it's implied a bit that she is Haitian, but like uh, that feel. I don't know. This feels not good. And like also this idea of like that because when I was watching The Exorcist, there's a thing at the beginning of this movie too, at the at the in the first movie where this like sculpture figurine thing comes from like somewhere. I can't remember where the start of the exorcist is, but it's like, there's a whole thing where they're like, you know, in, in the middle East. And then that's where like Mm. dark magic comes. And I like, feel like that's, there's something to that that I feel like is not great. And then I feel like the movie's trying to play into that, a little bit and i just didn't think it worked so cut and that. ultimately it kind of unless i'm misreading it in the moment like it ultimately didn't matter like i thought it was going to be that like they put this this like curse on her like it's just, I, so she I, goes, I think that is part of the reading right that the mother gets cursed in some way because then she's able she to dies, yeah but like i i thought i and I'm, I'm to be clear i'm glad it wasn't this because i think to your point it's unfortunate at best and like slightly irresponsible if it is but the idea that like the curse is why yes maybe why the mother dies but i was worried it was going to be like why the thing ends up happening to the daughter yeah um, right. but i'm glad it, it kind of had nothing to do with that you know in a way although she is trying to reach her mom who died because of the earthquake and that's what drives her to go to this place where they get like you know ghoulishly abducted <laughs> yeah so i 
and I like the kids going and the and them actually coming back. And I was like, oh, I've never really like seen this in a movie where it's like we are going to do all these tests on you, including like the fact that you probably, you know, the most likely scenario is you were kidnapped and, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so this whole this stuff of like what it would be like to have your child go missing and then come back. And as they're slowly deteriorating, like also like they have to do all these tests on them and then, you know, suddenly it's going to be revealed that they're possessed. I thought that this stuff worked pretty well. And ultimately the idea of like, yeah, the first one was about one girl who gets possessed. Okay. What if we do two? I think think bigger yeah. grace. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to spoil scream, but it's all, you know, it's like, it's, it's two the yes. whole time. You know? It's two killers. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I like that. I like, you know, the first movie is, is so much about Chris, you know, not believing in faith and slowly having to like accept it as it's like happening, things are happening to her daughter. Mm -hmm. And so you have that similar through line with Victor. And I thought it would have been interesting to like really contrast that with Catherine's parents who are dead set on like, no, this is a religious, like something bad is that, you know, and it's like, yeah. your you know, it's your family's fault. We, they were doing it to find, you know, her mother, et cetera, et cetera. Even the neighbor and dad, when it's like, all the re that's like the the theme of this movie being like it takes all religions actually to do an exorcism. Mm -hmm. I'm like, it takes uh, a village, like, yeah. religiously. <laughs> I feel like bad saying it that I feel like that doesn't work, but that's where like the crowdedness of the movie for me comes in. I don't know if you Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. I, I can understand when Ann Dowd shows up, first of all, she's just like the annoying, at the beginning of the movie, she's just like the yeah. annoying neighbor who's giving them a hard time. Take your garbage piles out. That's my Ann Dowd. And then like, hit, uh, Victor is like equally a bad neighbor because he uh -huh. literally just ignores her and like, yeah. like waves as they drive back. Like you could just be like, hey, I hope you're having a good, you know, like, but whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Who cares? Well, we'll get him later or whatever, you know, sorry. <laughs> but, yeah. Right, right, right. It's just like, we're on our way to school, whatever. And then, but then they go to the hospital and I, laughed when i saw her working as She's a nurse, nurse at the hospital because i'm like oh this is actually great like yeah it's annoying to have her be the neighbor if it's not going to serve a purpose but for her to be like in the hospital is i think really really smart and then ultimately like she's part of the reason that victor believes in the stuff because i think she's the one right like, gives him the, like, book. Gives him the book but then also yeah. she uh his daughter in her like possessed state is able oh, to yeah. like, reveal secrets about her who she literally never told a single soul about she was she wanted to become a a nun and she nun. got pregnant Sistine and had a sister mary catherine i think was her yeah. name yeah and had an abortion i believe that's the story and so then chose not to go into the church and mm -hmm. angela reveals this to her i actually thought that was really compelling like when she I thought that was good too him about it when she's like i never told anyone like that's when like and dad gets like something to do is like the yeah. thing about me and like she reveals it to victor um so yeah i mean it definitely feels it definitely feels crowded but for the most part in a way that i i enjoyed until i didn't because like i said they're they're really building this world and they really take their time in an effective way for the most part certainly in the beginning to like build these characters build this new universe you get like a really good sense of of place and then like we watch this 
like kidnapping at first it seems like take mm -hmm. place and like you said when they come back like that's all really compelling it almost feels like a true crime show or yeah. like true crime movie more yeah. to its credit like more than it does like you know a scary movie and then then it's like some of the characters don't have anything to do later on when they're all like standing around <laughs> like and, and i guess to that to the point that you made about like all religions like they all have to be there and like supercharge power each other in order to like make this you know exorcism happen when ultimately really all that mattered was like the demon devil whatever like making them choose and playing the trick i like that i at least like that i i maybe wish like if you play into the conflict of the parent catherine's parents i think tony and miranda i think are their names if you she play into hilarious yeah if you play into their conflict with victor and at the end of the movie it, there is this reveal of like you have you, you all have to pick somebody who's gone and victor's been through this choice before right like he he had to choose between his wife and his daughter and he chose his wife and then she dies anyway and they're able to save the baby and so like i actually found that pretty compelling and i feel like the choice of tony choosing to save his own daughter would have been interesting if like they have conflict that they're able to like come together you know they're able to convince him to have this exorcism and then it's like basically like okay but now we have to choose one of our daughters to to like not survive this i thought this could have been so compelling but i think in the rush to have like their priest there and his boxing friend and then their sort of like I, I, I'm not exactly sure what type of like religion this is, but one that's more like much more like I know it sounds silly, but like spiritual is the word that's coming to mind. But they're like cleansing the be the bedroom and stuff, right? Like mm -hmm. it's you know, and you, we see him at church like singing and like you know that it's like that type of church. Again, I just don't know enough about religion. Mm -hmm. I just thought like there's such good seeds and a through line here of a movie that would work, and they've just like added so much to it. I don't know, part, like, and it seems so weird that these guys are like, that's the, the theme of like, yeah, we're going to have like all of these different types of religion come. Yeah. And like, I, don't know. I, yeah, the church of, I have so many things to say The the, I said that she, I said that the wife is hilarious, but like, unfortunately it's not always intentionally. So it's uh Jennifer Nettles who plays Miranda and she just is like, you know, early on, or not early on, but like once they're possessed, she's like, this is, this is the devil. Like she's so sure. Right. And Victor's like, eh, I don't know about that. Uh -huh. And then, but like, she's, you know, she's obviously proven true. And to your point a little bit about the conflict that they had at the beginning of the movie, which seemed so ridiculous. Because I hated it. Yes. Yes. They're their daughters are now at that point, their daughters are still missing. They've just found out that they're missing. And that's like horrible, obviously, and objectively but the idea that they would like turn on each other for like no good established reason it's yeah. just kind of random and then yeah. he's being kind of nasty they're being kind of nasty and it's just to your point it would have been way more compelling if like they somehow brought that back at the end in some way they kind of like right. glossed over it and again they're they're all going through this together so it's like they're mm -hmm. they're bonding in real time but i wish that they had used that like initial conflict of them not seeing eye to eye in a lot of different ways and like he's a single parent and they're both parents and they're blaming each other in like all these stupid uh accusatory ways uh -huh. could have worked so much better and probably helped the ending feel more emotionally affecting if not like uh just better so i think the 
yeah, I think it's unfortunate because it does seem like they kind of just ran out of, I mean, they didn't run out of runway, right? Like the movie's like an hour and 50 minutes. Like they yeah. really, I don't know how you do this because the whole thing is that it's an exorcism, but that whole exorcism thing on thing went on for t- way too long. Like they yeah. needed to maybe pad it more before the exorcism, maybe made the exorcism it sh- itself a little shorter, more dynamic, maybe more things happen in a, in a shorter amount of time. But I just feel like by the time it got to like the titular scene in a way, mm-hmm. it's it's like lost all its steam and you're kind of just like waiting the move for the movie to be over. Because, you know, whatever, either one of them is going to die, they're both going to die or they're both going to live. And like you kind of just want to know at that point. Yeah, there's a thing that the first movie, like the 1973 movie, and again, I haven't seen the rest of them, so I don't know how much they play into this. And maybe they mm-hmm. didn't want to because some of the other movies tried this and it didn't work. But there is a thing, and I'm fully going to spoil the end of the first Exorcist. I feel like that's okay because it came out in 1973. I think mm-hmm. if you watch The Exorcist Believer, it's okay for me to spoil this movie. Mm-hmm. But the only way to end the exorcism is for basically the priest to like take on the demon himself and then kill himself. And I feel like the idea that like I did like the choice, but I do feel like yeah, you're gonna have to, they're gonna have to figure out something moving forward if they're gonna do two of these about the way that the movie is gonna culminate in an exorcist every time mm-hmm. right um yeah. i so, want yeah i want to come back to the priest and like the end the no let's talk about him right ending. now that's where i wanted to go because i feel like he's the other one who's like in here and then he's like no i can't do it and they finally gives enough courage to come in and then it comes in and is i did love the subversion of the neck like the head yes, spinny the... owl speaking <laughs> of owls wow what a perfect opening i talked i used earlier <laughs> bent like this is like eat your heart out bent neck lady this is so messed up and to your point yes i loved the like call out slash subversion of the neck thing the famous famous neck thing yeah from the first movie yeah and it being like weaponized against the priest but even before he comes in i love when i think it's it's either victor or tony i think it's victor who like goes they have sent he the priest has now empowered like ann dowd's character this is after we found out that she was like almost a nun um he's he has empowered her to like lead the exorcism and there's a way in which like oh she's a woman that's great you know like whatever that's uh-huh. i get like faint uh-huh. like faint yeah. re- faint yeah. like uh you know representation or yeah. like quality whatever yeah but then victor come things aren't going that great no and victor all the things that they're reading are not working and victor comes out to the car and the priest to his credit hasn't left but he's just like sitting there praying like hoping to like help them and yeah <laughs> victor's yeah. like the fight is in there. <laughs> it's so good. I love it. It's so my favorite line from the movie. I love stupid. it. So Exorcism in there, buddy. I love it. I love it's it. In there. What so are you good. doing out here? And then also around the same time, one of my favorite lines. There were so many good ones. But like when the wife, uh, when Miranda is like, we have to try something else. No, yeah. So not working um so dumb can i give you my biggest pet peeve about obvious the actual Mm. exorcism Mm. the history of the exorcist is like the demon can like shoot out like blasts of energy and like push you against the wall and then very famously yeah throw up green slime (laughs) very famously make the lights flicker right Ah, like make the do you know where i'm going with this in the room they, they do a thing where they put them to these machines. Like Anne steals these machines or has them from the hospital. The ones that like mm. track your heartbeat. And yeah, yeah, they uh-huh. use this to be like, oh my God, their heartbeats are in sync. And then as the, as the exorcism is like potentially working, they're like, oh my God, they're not in sync. Or, and like, you know, to like have the very famous moment where like, oh no, Angela's 
line has flatlined and then oh no it's, it's back and now Catherine is like that's the way we show that they are dead or alive and their heartbeats mm-hmm. are in sync or whatever but the whole time the the demons are making the the power go on and off and <laughs> oh so <laughs> The machines, unless they have like an industrial generator, like, these are hooked up. We, if yeah. you're going to do this exercise, you need an independent battery source or a source of electricity for the oh. heart monitors. And that's uh, stupid yeah. to explain. That's stupid to do. But also, I'm like, th- they shouldn't work. They should be turning on and off. <laughs> maybe those yeah. things like, are and, and it would be the thing where maybe. like they just just watching the machines themselves flicker, and maybe they did in the background. And maybe these things are like, better because if a hospital lost power, but do you think hospitals like? can't lose well they have like uh, yeah what i know in my expertise from gray's anatomy hospitals are supposed to have like backup systems and like backup like independent power from like the grid um i guess if i have one of those in my house though yeah i would make sure that they were like somehow battery powered right because if i'm like in my home and the power goes out and that's attached to my like the love of my life yeah and it goes off just like a hoarder and she has like she's like oh i got a million of those (laughs) anyway anyway it's very silly but i wanted to point it out yeah and i another another scene where i kept laughing or i think there was like a lot of potential for what they could have done and and i think they did a good enough job with it was like having super super possessed uh catherine be like forced to come to church with her parents pretty good <laughs> her siblings just like yes that is exactly where i'm going her siblings yes. watching their faces as she looks like some kind of <laughs> like i uh-huh. don't even know like uh she looks like this kid from the exorcist she looks like it, that's what's happening <laughs> i'm surprised nobody pointed her like wait is that yeah. kid possessed because i've seen that movie looks very ill like the face is all weird it almost looks yeah. like skin's peeling off and mm. then the hilarious thing that she's doing though is like she's kind of like peeling the wall just kind of like scratching at the pews in a very like hilariously awkward way that reminded me of um i think it was britney snow you know like i'll never tell Mm. yeah 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 Yeah. so so funny and then like her her siblings just looking at each other thank god those siblings have each other so funny the rest of their lives they're gonna need each other and a lot of therapy but they kept looking at each other like oh no this is not normal and like the older sibling is looking at the younger sibling like don't look at me like i can't (laughs) i don't know what like where's your sister goes like it's not my job to take care of the demon like i don't know (laughs) i don't know you birthed you birthed that demon I, I got so yeah. much comedy mileage out of those siblings with just Me their too. little looks between each other. So very fun. good. And also, I felt bad, but I couldn't. It's just like so real and honest. Their reactions of like, okay, my de- my demon sibling is acting like a freak. I I didn't know for sure that Catherine would die. Like, I wasn't sure that they would like kill a child in the movie. Like, I wasn't sure if that's like where they were going. Yeah. Um, especially when they killed the priest, I was like, oh, maybe they both make it out alive because nobody's like died. But when Catherine got an upside down cross, like scratch into her head, I was kind of like, mm, it's pretty hard to come back from that. <laughs> you're going to have that for the rest of your life, I think. So you were like, listen, uh, I've seen my fair share of scary movies, and this does not bode well for you. <laughs> yeah, it feels bad because that's not, I don't think that heals magically. So okay. no, I think you're going to die. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and the idea that like uh, you know, arguably Victor putting his wife, his dead wife's like scarf on on his daughter is like the reason that his daughter like that's that's right when they're uh being told their heart rates like unsync. Yes. So it's like he's like pulling her back. Like I think that that small piece of it was compelling, even though the movie had kind of lost me by then. 
I was like, oh, that's interesting. You know, the human in her and arguably is that like beyond the whole like devil's trick is that is that like gave her like more of a foundation for surviving this thing because she had kind of like stepped towards, you know, her dad or stepped towards the light or wherever you want to put it. Um, yeah, the pastor. I'm sorry. Like, this is mm -hmm. not like me assigning uh, value to like the different to different religions over others but like the 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 pastor the baptist pastor was like absolutely useless at all is there a thing doesn't tony have a big deal he's like they don't take off their shoes too they're like take off your shoes he's like no i can keep them on tony yes <laughs> okay i'm so glad you brought that up because i had totally forgotten about that everybody else goes into the house and they all take off their shoes and tony's like i'm not doing it and this is like yeah. the same ass who like yeah. then chooses his daughter and kills her so it's he like does that, do that it later it's like yeah okay he does like take a shoot they go outside the, for like a break they're like we gotta take a break you take five uh, from the yeah. exorcism uh and then and then he take comes like five he, let's meet yeah. back here yeah let's round up does anybody have a hard out on the exorcism <laughs> listen you two the demons you need to stay here um okay so there's another one plans seemingly for 2025 which i would mm -hmm. presume in that timeline they have not filmed it. Obviously, there's an actor strike right now, so everything is on pause. Nice. I, you know, what I love to do. I'm gonna search box office Mojo and oh. see how much it made. But while you, what do you that, it did win the weekend. Sorry, twenty six. It won the weekend, but only because Paw Patrol yeah. was in its second weekend. <laughs> Paw Patrol <laughs> was second, but yes, yes. Uh, Paw Patrol handily won last weekend. Last if weekend, I'm remembering yeah. correctly. Yeah, I. The thing with wait, I'm gonna remember what I was gonna say. The uh oh yes, so I was researching in like my aghast state that I found myself after finding out like that they paid four hundred million dollars for like the rights universal did. Oh. I, was reading, I was reading this article on Death. oh that's a lot of money four hundred million dollars for the rights to like the entire franchise right so like they pay that flat you know and then they want to make these like three movies and they okay. think to what you brought up earlier they kind of think okay we can do this with Halloween but Halloween has had like good sequels or at least like the differences. And even with the Halloween, the new ones, even the crappy ones, a lot of people went to see and there was like excitement and buzz. Yeah. Whereas mm -hmm. this one, it was like, eh, did we need in the movie? Like the Exorcist Prime is so singular in a way that, yes, Halloween Prime is singular, but there have been so many well-known sequels that like it's it's not really a one-to-one -one, and they made this gamble. And like now it's like, well, what do we do with this money that we spent? We have to kind of like double down and just create more content. And maybe there's a way that they soft reboot from where this movie came out but the piece of the article that like really got me was because i'm like you know again to my point of some from some of these people definitely deserve better in my humble opinion no disrespect to all the people who you know wrote this movie and probably worked hard and wanted it to be good that allegedly and deadline says that according deadline puts it as like according to reports so they're not like you know, they're mm -hmm. I'm citing what they're citing. Right. But Leslie Odom Jr. like walked off set and like, you oh, know, really? production halted. So like in my mind, immediately it was like, yes, he knew that this is trash. Uh -oh. He's like, this is awful. I don't want to be a part of this. Well, I think that's interesting. And just in terms of so like the, they have done other Exorcist movies before. Mm -hmm. Um, There was originally like three in sort of the first trilogy. Then I think they did another one in like 2004. And then Paul Schrader did a sequel. Actually, it's like a prequel 
to The Exorcist, but it's like a sequel in that set of movies. And then this is the the reboot. The thing that I think when they bought this, they, it did really feel like maybe at that time there was like, oh, horror. This is the thing. This is what you can like. You can kind of you can make them cheap and you can make your money. Yeah, and I think it was like 2018. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's a little early. I mean, this movie doesn't have a huge budget. So I know that, like, obviously you're saying they paid, what did you say, 400, 300? 400 million, million, yeah. Yeah, And the movie didn't fail, but it certainly flopped in the sense of, like, how, I mean, 26 million is 26 million. That's just uh, local markets. Like, I think international obviously made more, but it's nowhere near where they were hoping and really needing it to be for like and then how do you now proceed moving forward with you know a pretty a pretty man movie the 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 reviews are you know kind of brutal in some cases yeah well the interesting thing is like if leslie Allen jr was like not feeling it then he leaves is there anybody like is ann dowd or like she basically or chris mcneil it feels like potentially Chris O'Neill and maybe there's something like, you know, bringing back, um, that's Linda Blair, right? That's the, yeah. The daughter. Like maybe her as like sort of, you know, moves into that Chris McNeil role or whatever. And the the other thing too, is I think you you could potentially just make it very anthology and how do you combine these three Mm. stories together? And this idea that like the demon then moves from the first movie, like, is that, do we, do we get a reveal that like, yeah, Angela sucks. I got to find somebody else. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What if the demon was a total bro? Yeah. yeah, Bro. (laughs) This sucks. (laughs) Angela, what are you doing? Oh, you're waiting. Is it what it used to be? I'm just enjoying the California. But yeah. Oh, you're waiting for your your mother? Two demons are possessing two friends. and like, wait, what are you? (laughs) You possess Catherine. I possess Angela. (laughs) How did you even get here? I took the 101. (laughs) I took the weird pipe under (laughs) under the sewer. I snuck in under the house uninvited yeah um okay. all right well people seem pretty excited that um we are gonna talk about taylor swift next week have you did you have you, <laughs> have you bought have you bought a ticket yet have you bought a ticket i i did yes i did okay it. good good because one thing i was gonna tell you is that you got even here up here in Toronto. there's mm-hmm. um it was very limited seating for me to pick when i went yeah. to buy a movie and also it's so expensive. <laughs> it's the movie right. is You're not allowed to use your pass. I couldn't use any of my yeah. passes. Yeah, me neither. And Taylor, would, and you could you always doing? do like a sneak in, but I would never do that with Swifties because they're like, "This is my no, seat. there'd be no it's seats. All gonna be sold yeah. out. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was gonna try and go see it Friday, but I think I, I, I the seat I was gonna have to sit in. I did not want to sit in that seat. It was oh, very so close and to the like left front row. Ooh. It was, it was like, <laughs> like I don't like my neck. My better side, uh, my neck goes that way. My better side is the. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, the front two, like you know, I've done it before. I, one of my most embarrassing things is I took my niece to a movie one time, and I think I just zoomed in too much, and I was like, all right, I guess I only have like ten seats, and we were like in like the first two rows i felt like Uh, this is embarrassing for that she thought this was a fun movie experience but yeah so i'm going on saturday night but yeah the movie tickets were very expensive because it's seemingly not the movie um no theaters it's It's taylor's movie plus you're paying like a taylor tax yeah but did you see that beyonce is following suit is this the next big movie trend yes in december i believe is uh beyonce renaissance yeah I hope so. I mean, I was lucky enough to to see her show. I'd never seen her before. Mm-hmm. See her in uh, 
Boston, whatever, a, a few months ago. And I was, re- it was like a long, I wasn't looking for it. No, I think people will not be surprised to learn that I saw like the set list and I was a little bit like, oh no, is this, oh. is this too long? <laughs> Just like I, I with movies. Yeah. But I, the, the coldest take of all time, she's an incredible performer. And yeah. like, I was kind of blown away overall by how much there was for her to do and for for her to show off and yeah. perform and it was it was genuinely wonderful so i i hope okay. people people see the movie it didn't shut down I, my app but i this is not like i'm not a i'm not a not a beyonce person i'm just not really like a huge music person this is like i just don't really listen to a ton of music so I, even taylor swift i don't really i i listened to her when she was a country music star and i know some of her songs i really don't know what i'm getting in for with taylor swift the Eras tour and the renaissance when it comes but it should be I, I think the calendar is filling out pretty nicely this fall if people have our you know things that they would like to see us cover we'd very much appreciate hearing from you because it's a pretty packed schedule i don't think we're going to be able to hit everything we would love to talk about some of the things we'll have to tack on to the end of our podcast some of these weeks look pretty pretty busy ariel at the movie theater so fun times Yes. And Mm -hmm. I just want to, there was a movie that I saw speaking of busy time. There was a movie that I saw called fair play. Yes. I want a limited release in theaters. Yeah. And you know, I'm a movie snob or excuse me to correct myself, a theater specific snob. Yeah. I want to see everything in theater when I can. And if I can, and I went to see it in this like small period of time where they're showing it before it comes out on Netflix, I believe on the 13th week. Yes. And it's a pretty good movie. Like I, things, I, I thought yeah. it was, I thought that it, it, it does exactly what it sets out to do. And I think the two lead performances, uh, oh God, I this can't is remember Phoebe Denever and Alden, who was famously solo and is really good in this movie. They're both really good to be clear, her especially, but I think he gets some really good fun stuff to do. So I would, you know, if people like seeing movies at home on Netflix, unlike me, I, I definitely recommend Fair Play. I'm trying to get it this week before um, I think it's going to stop playing at the local mm. theater near me. So I'm going to try to see it. But for really good things, it has a little bit of Oscar buzz. People think maybe there's a potential that it could get nominated for Best Picture. There's a lot of stuff mm. coming out. Her, I know. maybe. She could get like an actress nom, maybe. Okay. I don't know about the movie. Okay, interesting. Yeah, the other thing that I think um, I wish kind of I, I knew more about, but the, and I, you know, we, I think we would have covered this anyway, but the thing that's really interesting is Wes Anderson dropping short four short films on Netflix. Have you watched any of them? I, I tried to watch the first one, and I was like, I'm not paying attention enough and I need to go back and watch it, but and then I was like, oh no, that was three more. So it's I really totally, interesting. I totally lost yeah. sight of how long it was in theaters because similarly this oh, one was in theater and yeah. i'm like i was devastated because i yeah. loved that book as a kid i loved like well yeah. i read a lot of Roald dolls and kid and i still have that book actually i gave it to yeah. somebody who's younger than me and they didn't want it and then they gave it back but it's mm-hmm. fine <laughs> i loved that story so i will get around to it eventually but for now i'm still mourning the loss of what could have been in the theater yeah, it's so interesting. This idea to and they're like they're like not like here, watch all four of Wes Anderson's like things. It's like they're all individual. They're all built differently with different title cards and things. It's it's so I interesting. It's fun though. for him because it's like, oh, let's work on like different titles, make a short, less commitment, easier time, and like get big names or yeah. you know, some some big names. Um yeah. speaking of shorts though, I mm-hmm. am gonna go out of my way to see uh a different short from a different director, Pedro Almodovar, who uh 
made a short with Ethan Hawke and Pedro Pascal. And it's only, I think it's only half an hour, maybe a little yeah, longer, like 40 minutes. Pretty short. They're also playing this. I also, I'm trying to do a, basically a double, triple feature, which is that they're doing um, Fair Play. I want to see Fair Play. And then there's, oh, they're also doing this movie. Yeah, it's this movie that you're it's talking about, movie. Strange Way of Life. Easier also, than a normal double feature because it's a short. No, but then they're pairing Strange Way of Life with a human voice. So, which, okay, so I wasn't going to say that because yeah. they're doing that at the Alamo by me, and I wasn't sure if that was just an Alamo thing. I yeah. really recommend that. It's a great Tilda Swinton. I happen to see it. right? But, yeah, yeah, I happen to mm -hmm. see it. It was a very short release, similarly, and it's Tilda Swinton being super Tilda Swinton in a way that I love. It feels like a play. I highly recommend yeah. both. And I think that's like a, a good little like break for your brain between mm. the, two, the two shorts. Okay, interesting. Um, okay, yeah, fun. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna see if I hit it. There's so many movies out right now. Uh, the uh, almost to the point of like, uh, I like when I've seen everything, and I feel like I'm not mm -hmm. caught up at the moment. No, I'm mostly no, no, thinking no. about Rome. So yeah. Oh my God, um, the the fall, fall specifically. Of, the fall of Rome. Yeah. Um, like an right, autumn, I'm, an autumn. <laughs> yeah. Let me preview my plugs. I'm talking about Rome every <laughs> single day and every weekday in October with Rich Filiberto, DM Philly. Uh, every October weekday. We talk about an episode of HBO's Rome. Our Flag Means Death came back. Uh, so we're chatting about that. Sarah Carradine, Brooklyn Zed, and myself. I'm doing a show called Full Spoiler Recaps. We did an episode on the Continental from the world of John Wick. And next week, Ariel, we've announced UNLT. Going to come on to talk about the fall of the House of Usher, a Netflix show by Mike Flanagan. I'm very excited to talk to her. I'm terrified, but I'm excited. Yeah. You and I are also talking through the morning show. And anything else I'm doing, I'll probably repost about it over on x aka twitter i'm uh on socials at high from grace right go for grace what about you ariel what do you got going on uh, I, I hate that it's repost now i'm still gonna say retweet I uh i am also on twitter x Ooh, maybe i'll call it that at that mm -hmm. other ariel covering always retweeting everything that i'm covering uh covering the morning show with you like you said and tales from the loop and uh i think that's I think that's it. Is there anything mm -hmm. else? Can we leave this theater now? Oh, we're do yeah. No, yeah, we can go. Yeah, we can. Go. <laughs> They're kicking us out. We're the last ones here. All right. I'm Grace. That's Ariel, and we are Post Ricos. See you.